Hello, hello, how you doing? Today, I just want to talk to you about an interview that I had today. But first, let me say I thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you caught up on the episodes that I have so far. And if not, please go back and check out the past episodes. I'm sure you will enjoy them. But today, I had an interview with Dad Flex Squad. That's his IG tag. So check him out on that on Instagram, Dad Flex Squad. And today, we talked about health and wellness. But most importantly, we talk about co-parenting. So for one relationship where he had a, he had a daughter, um, he has kids with one for one lady, to another relationship where she has multiple kids. And he wanted to explain to us how that looked um, with a blended family. And then not only a blended family, he's a health and fitness trainer. So we talked about how do you implement eating healthy in a family lifestyle. So I'm sure you will enjoy this interview that I had today. So check it out on IG, Dynamic Dads, Facebook, Dynamic Dads. And just um, give me your feedback. Let me know what you like about it or even you don't like about it. I'm good or bad. Um, so I do thank you for supporting me. Continue to share with your friends. Continue to follow me on IG. Continue to listen to my episodes. Once again... This is Dennis Jenkins with Dynamic Dads, and today we have an interview with the Flex Squad, talking about health and wellness and co-parenting. Thank you for listening. I gotta talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Hey, I know it has been a trouble trying to connect with you, my man. You are a hard person to catch up with. Man, I'm trying, man. <laughs> you doing some great things, man. Doing some great things over there. Thank you, man. I appreciate it, man. I like what your platform uh, represents, man. All the dads out there, you know what I'm saying? Doing what we do. Definitely, man. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you. So, I mean, give me a little bio of who you are, man. I don't know if it's my phone, my connection, or your connection, but we got a little buffering going. Hopefully, we got a we got a good interview here today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can you hear me good now or what? Oh, I can hear you. I can hear you. Just got a little buffering on the, on the internet there. Okay. Uh, man, uh, man, where, where can I start, man? Um, Jay Britton, uh, South Bend, Indiana, man. Uh, I've been in the industry for over um, 10 years. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I work with a lot of athletes. Um, um, over the years, and um, I have daughters, you know, I have a blended family, um, found a lot, they have taught me a lot, and they're still teaching me, so it's still a lot uh, to learn, man, but um, what I do is on my platform, I just, um, I try to empower fathers, man, because where I'm at in my life is just like, I'm 35, um, a college athlete, and I'm trying to um, in, incorporate fitness in you know my kids' lives. 
You know what I'm saying? They're, they're active, they play softball, dance. Uh, they've been playing uh, multiple sports. So it's now it's like me being a strength coach, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to uh, find ways to motivate them, but also connect with them at the same time. And it's very, very challenging because they all have different personalities. And it's, it's me trying to figure that out and how to motivate them without crushing their spirits. So I'm learning, man, and I'm still learning it. Like I said, I have all these years of experience uh, with training, but you know, right. they're not your kids. You know what I'm saying? When you're dealing with other people's kids, they'll they'll be more receptive. But when you have kids and all they see is daddy, it's like, man, I ain't listening to you. You don't know nothing. But yeah, you, have yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, Coach Jay, help me with this. Uh, how can I, you know, improve on my, my speed, my power, my strength? And I'm able to empower them and encourage them and to motivate them, but it's not received well uh, with my own kids. So it's like um, me trying to navigate that and trying to connect with them on the level um, to where they can understand. They're only nine and seven, so. See, that's what I was about to ask you. How old is how old are the kids in your life? Uh, nine and seven. So it's you know they're young and all all little ladies, man. And I'm telling you, they're teaching me patience. So. That's great. That's great, man. I mean, definitely. I mean, you should have that patience. You, you're a trainer, man. You gotta deal with people and the, their personalities and characters. Um, as far as you know, learning the new skills that you're teaching them. Yeah, but it's different when you have, um, when you, when they're your kids and you, um, and you have certain expectations. Like the other people is like, okay, yeah, they pay you, um, and you have a different relationship with them because it's a, it's a it's a business transaction. But at the same time, those relationships are. Um, when the when the kids, when the young athletes, college athletes come to me, they want they want it. It's already in them. Like they, hey, Coach we're coming to you because we're gonna we're gonna be receptive of whatever you're saying. Now, when you have your kids, it's it's, it's different. It's like, oh, daddy's just nagging, nagging, nagging. We gotta do this. It's a different dynamic, man. When you when you have that, um, but then you look at people like Kobe, right? Kobe and Gigi. Like his, his right. middle child, or yeah, his second oldest, and he had a different relationship with him because I think it is because he's accomplished so much. You know what I'm saying? And and Gigi was like, "Yo, like I gotta be like my dad." And you know, my right? Girls, she she admired him, right? So my girls, they do see they do see me like with like literally hundreds of athletes, but then it still doesn't register to them like you know what i'm saying not saying that i'm not too my own horn but it's just like oh he's just that you know what i'm saying like he's he, that's yeah. all he is to me right now you know yeah they're, com they're comfortable with you they're comfortable with you so it's hard so let me ask you, you said you have a blended family so take me back to um the beginning of your first child your your, your child yeah mm -hmm. so how did that relationship develop with, with her mother um develop and then uh, Obviously, you you um, disconnect with her, so now you're co-parenting. So tell me a little bit, a little bit about that. So you know, young in my what mid twenties, um, me and my my oldest daughter's uh, mother connected uh, when we were both in our mid twenties. Um, we tried to work it out, man. I was just young, man. I was young, running the streets. So you know, uh, for me, I had a I I, I bloomed late in far as like maturity. You know what I'm saying? What I'm okay. doing in life. But through that whole process, uh, you know, she stayed solid. You know what I'm saying? It was never any baby mama drama. Um, it was never 
um, the, the status, you know, quote, like what hurt, it was like, she was always receptive of me being in my daughter's life. So that's why I have a respect for her because she, she never pulled that stuff, man. She, she was always open to, you know, letting me and my oldest daughter like connect. And um, so it was never no drama there. It's just that, you know, we, we tried, we came around again, we tried to do it. Uh, it was just, you know, from my past mistakes, me running the streets and all that stuff, you know, it just didn't work out. Um, right, so how, how old were you when you first had your, your, your first child? I was 25, I think, 24, okay. 25, yeah, 25. Okay, so you were still in, in um, getting to your maturity stage of figure out what you want to do with yourself. Right, right. So, okay. Um, so, so now, yeah, we co-parent now, and it's like, man, as it pertains to my daughter, man, we communicate well. Um, it's, it's, it's always all about her, and, you know, she was much way more mature than I was, you know, back then, and maybe she'd seen a bigger picture then. Um, but she knows, she knows that where my priorities are, you know, as far as, you know, my intentions, like with my daughter and, you know, how much I love her and, you know, that's visible, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that can see, can see that, you know what I'm saying? So, right. Um, right. She, yeah, she's good. Cool. And those, those two big words you used in there, and one was the communication, man. Um, yeah. And I, I had a couple of interviews with different fathers. Um, we talked about my well, one interview I just had a few a few minutes ago was with D Love. Um, and we talked about the communication when it comes to co-parenting is very important um, yeah. because if you cannot communicate with that individual, when take yourself out of the picture and think about that individual, your child, um, that's more important than anything else, man. Right, and you're right, man. It's it's, it's been challenging because you know you still. Um, I'm not gonna say it's been features and green, you know, like it's been smooth sailing, but one thing is for sure, you know, uh, we've always kept it about, you know, my oldest daughter, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was always about her, like, okay, what is that her best interest? You know what I'm saying? We, right. Yeah, sometimes we get in our feelings or there's there's not, uh, you know, good communication. That's when stuff happens, you know? That's when, you know. Yeah, so, so let me ask you this, man. Like you said, you were you were in the streets, you were running around. So did you have a father in your life to help you navigate through that? Is that the reason why you was you was out there trying to find rules? What was up with you in the streets like that? No, man. It was like my, my father's been great, man. You know, he's a stand-up dude. You know, what I'm saying, I had faith in God. So I had a, a great example, you know, growing up. Okay. How to provide? How to stay consistent? How to uh, live a life of you know, what I'm saying, faith. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, right. now I have that structure. Um, but when I was young, man, I just wanted to do my own thing. You know what I'm saying? I just like, um, I, you know, from Indiana, came to California, came to San Diego, it was like, man, it's a culture shock. So I was like, damn. Oh, definitely. Man, like, you know, <laughs> you want to taste a little bit. Yeah, so that's just, just where <laughs> I was at, man. I was very immature. But, you know, yeah, yeah. so I had a, a gold standard of what a provider and what they father, you know, a stable father should look like. Definitely. This is just, I just want to give you a tag of what Dynamic Dad stands for. Dynamic Dad is positive and attitude, full of energy, and with new ideas. And that's what I try to give as resources to men um, when I when I do these podcasts about the family structure. And um, and so that's what you pretty much have, have exemplified that you're doing right now. Your positive and attitude, you know, you're getting that new energy with new ideas on how to move forward in your life. And that's a great thing. Right. Appreciate that too, man. Uh, that, that's, you know, a lot of, in our, in our dad community, uh, we don't practice enough um, self, 
affirmation within each other and within ourselves. So, you know what I'm saying? We need that. You know, back in the day, it was just like, you gotta be hard, tough. Nah, like, you gotta, you gotta be um, a good listener. You gotta, you know, love yourself because what's gonna happen is once you have those things, those key components, you know what I'm saying? Everybody else gonna feel it in the household, you know, from your partner Definitely. and the kids. So that's, that's what I'm learning right now, man. Definitely. So take me, that's definitely a, a key word. We're going to reach you on that part of affirmation. Um, but just tell me, how did it come about to now? You're not uh, with the, uh, your first child's mother, mm-hmm. but you guys have a good relationship on, on co-parenting. Right. But then you, you uh, move on and you move forward and you're involved with another young lady and she has a child. How did that come about to now you're in a blended, blended relationship, blended family? How did that transition look? I tell the story all the time. She, she probably understood listening, but... Uh... I tell a story, man. She, and social media is so powerful, bro. Like you just connect with people, and uh, it was a, you know, it was a fitness challenge, you know, in the area here, and uh, we just made a connection right there. I, I joke all the time that you know she slid in my DM. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, that that led to us like connecting, meeting, um, you know, and for for a long period of time, I was just like so focused on my business and training and stuff like that. So I wasn't trying to give, you know, nobody any kind of energy or anything like that. So I was like, you know, so we finally met, you know what I'm saying? We connected. I seen that she had certain attributes that, you know, I can give with very intelligent and beautiful. Um, and, you know what I'm saying? Very supportive, you know what I'm saying? And uh, that's how we connected. She has two, two young girls, pretty girls, uh, smart, intelligent. Um, and so, you know, we, we've been together for about three years now and it's been, it's been the blended family thing has been a little challenging, but like you said, it comes back to communication and, you know, for a minute, she didn't know where she stood in my daughter's life. You know what I'm saying? So, so we just had a, a conversation not too long ago about, you know, defining that. And then, so now she has a better understanding of what the expectations are and now we're moving forward you know how we're co-parenting you know the expectations um, and it's been it's been a relief in a sense of how we communicate oh most definitely definitely and that's i said the key word again is that communication man and uh, for everybody to be on the same page because not only do you have her kids but you have your kids but you also have relationship with with the young your daughter's mother it has to be in consideration to what's going on because she wants to know how her daughter, you know, is being affected at that household. Absolutely, and we have those conversations, man. Sometimes those conversations are tough, but um, through through the years, we developed that, you know, hey, transparency, like, this is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what's going on over here, you know, like, um, you know, just keeping that open line, you know, so it's consistent. So whatever goes on over here, is gonna affect at her place. You know what I'm saying? Like where where my daughter's at. So it's just like, okay, let's communicate. Let's get on the same page. You know what I expect. I know what you expect. You, you know when I'm talking to my daughter. Hey, you know your mom wouldn't allow that. You know we don't allow that. That's not right. Like, we're gonna roll with respect. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's, it's cool. We're challenging. Yeah, we finally had a live connection with you for for a minute there. You was actually really live. 
<laughs> I don't oh, know yeah. if you lied to everybody else, but for me, you were buffering and you just like just a photo of you. But we actually had for a minute that we had a live photo of you um, being in, in the scene in the picture. Hey, I, hey, I got I got four bars over here, brother. I'm on that Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but um, we I can hear you pretty good, so that's a good the reception is good as anything else. Yes, sir. So. So as you as you go on, you said that being consistent and communication that was that's a key point for you. So how do you incorporate now? Here you are, a father. Uh, what is it? Three kids now? Uh, four. Yeah, yeah. Four, 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 four total, and all girls. Yep. So you're in the household with four girls, and here you are, the only man, the sole man, and you're a fitness guy. You want yeah. to keep everybody healthy. Yeah. How does that play with you? Do you have a certain um? Like a healthy diet for them, or do they do their own thing? We, we, the thing about it, man, is my, my, my lady, um, she's, she is a trooper. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't have to fight her too much on, like, what it is, because she has a fitness background. She has her own job. Okay. So we're, we're on yeah. the same page as, as it pertains to that. And far as, like, the girls, so, you know, what her and I, we do, we, we're on the same page, like, okay, we're fasting. You know, we're doing intermittent fasting. This is what we're going to do. And she might have a little tweak in hers, and I'll have a tweak in mine. But we'll have these conversations as it pertains to the kids. Okay, you know, you know, my oldest, she's, she's, she's the, her oldest, my oldest, they're the same age. But my oldest is a little taller. You know what I'm saying? She's just a bigger girl. And she's 5'2", 122 at 9. And it's just like, uh, mm -hmm. and she loves to eat. Her oldest. You know, she, she's a little smaller frame, you know, but she, she doesn't like to eat like my daughter. My daughter has a different relationship with food. So what we've been doing is we they're, they're both active. When you're over here, you're going to be active, period. You know, so we're going through this quarantine, uh, coronavirus thing. So, you know, we're getting it in in the garage, you know. So I try to make it fun for everyone. We're going to do an obstacle course, but they know when they come over here, when they're in this house, we're going to work. We're gonna have fun, but you're gonna work. So incorporate right. healthy habits. So I'll just we'll play a game. How much water have you drunk today? Oh, you got to drink about eight of those. So they're they're at that impressionable age, nine, to where it's like, shoot, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna drink my eight, you know, or or they're, they're gonna they're gonna accept the challenge. They're gonna take the challenge. Yeah, but we but it has to be challenging, and if one does it, the other two will follow. You know what I'm saying? The other the others will follow. You know what I'm saying? So it's. It's uh, it, it's unique to see like okay, so now as a coach, I'm like okay, this is how they're motivated, you know what I'm saying? But on the flip mm -hmm. side of that, you know the girls. So if they don't feel like their voice is being heard, you know, then the other two is going to be, you know, have an attitude, or one is going to have an attitude. So now it's just like, okay, how can we incorporate everybody? So I just had a conversation the other day. I guess uh, a girl she made cupcakes. Um, with her oldest and it was just like she was like Jay I told her you know we we're gonna make these cupcakes and that's a way for them to find right and she right but she was worried about the other two being affected like oh, then they're gonna complain and then I, you know what I'm saying so I was just like hey okay so the other one can make you know smoothie green smoothie and then if they earn the dessert they can serve ice cream. So it's just finding different ways to, again, like you said, it comes down to communication. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are we gonna do this? Keeping everybody's voice uh, and opinions uh, intact. So 
that's what it comes down to, man. Really. Definitely. So do so you you mentioned that you um you know the lady they were making um suggestions on food. Do you let them decide what you might want to eat for the week? Uh, or during the day, do like maybe a Tuesday, this one picks out something on a Wednesday, that one picks out a menu or a diet? Uh, so, sometimes, um, but when you're dealing with different personalities, different taste buds, that can be a little, uh, excuse me, a little much, but uh, I think what she's been doing, uh, my lady, she's been doing like, she, she'll ask me, hey, what do you want for dinner? And then she, you know, my daughter, she likes to eat like grown folks. Food. Her daughters are, you know, their, their palates are a little trained to certain things. My daughter is a little more receptive of, man, I'm gonna eat what y'all eat, you know. But we take yeah. everybody, in, uh, we take everybody into consideration. But say, say we're having turkey burgers or something like that, then they can have their options of you want pickles, ketchup. But we'll, we'll kind of pick out the framework for them and then let them have. Right. Their own choice of what they want on the on the uh, the food so not not so much but we kind of like kind of guide them hey we're gonna have smoothies what do you guys want in your smoothies you know what i'm saying so that's so that's what yeah. we're learning so let me ask you this question man as you as you um when you were younger did you was this something that you developed as you're younger as far as eating healthy because we understand like in a certain urban city food is not available and right. a lot of households, they don't eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. Right. So it's always maybe processed foods and, and things of that nature. So how did you incorporate in your life early um, with your family to where you got to where you are now? Yeah, it's funny you ask that because, well, like, now I grew up in the projects, you know what I'm saying? So we were limited of, you know, uh, the fresh stuff or we, we just didn't know, right? We, we were just ignorant to the fact that, you know, we had certain things available. So we ate what they, you know, the processed stuff and things of that nature. So to answer your question, my, my love for fitness, you know, uh, came when I was around 19. I was I was active all through, you know, high school, college, but then my brother my brother planted the seed of like fitness when I was in uh, fourth grade, and he literally started lifting when he was in fifth grade. But I was a late bloomer, you know. what I'm saying I relied on my athletic ability to get me through everything, so my nutrition what wasn't really on point. Um, until I was like 19, then I started to become more conscious of what I put in my body because I seen the results that I was getting. So it, it really, I didn't eat whatever was available when I was younger, but when I was 19, that's when I started being a little more conscious of my body. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. Like I said, man, this is that's very that's a great thing. Like I said, you mentioned that you didn't, you grew up where you grew up at. Um, a lot of those kids are malnutrition because right. of the fact that they don't have the awareness of that. They actually, um, there's also studies that go on to college in what they call food deserts. Right. And they actually have people to sit in colleges all around the nation and they're studying the urban, the way the urban people eat, you know, and that's something that, you know, we have to be more aware of um, as we, as a moving forward. And that's something that I'm trying to, you know, as I continue in my program, Dynamic Dads, to go back to the communities, man, and try to, um, take away that urban desert, so to say. You know, there's a lot of pop-up, um, like, um, we say, food markets, so to say, they come like once a week or seasonal, do, what's going on, you know, around around certain cities. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that has to be, a, that has to be you know, a move forward. You have to really dig deep into that and try to educate people about it. Right. So, so how are you going about that, man? 
Well, Dynamic Dads is a nonprofit program that is in the process right now here in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm still waiting for some paperwork to go through. Um, but I have I want to do a lot of community involvement. This was also started in Charlotte, North Carolina, um, where we read to the kids in daycare centers. Um, and then we went out to the communities and did a lot of projects. So what I plan on doing, and I have a background where I grew up in New Jersey. And New Jersey is a garden state. So I grew up around um, produce, fresh produce and vegetables most of my life, you know, when I was growing up. So that was nothing, you know, I, I even sold it. I would go to the marketplace um, in Philadelphia and I would buy it wholesale. Then I would go out to the flea markets or to the, you know, the markets and, and I would resell it. And so what I, what I had left over, yes, yeah, so what I had left over, I would drive through the communities and sell it at a cheaper price because I've already made my profit. This is, you know, whatever I got, it didn't matter to me. I would sell it lower than what they had in the grocery stores. Right. Because like I said, I made my profit off it. I will pretty much give it away. So what I plan on doing is going to a different community um, once a once a month um, and staying at a community for several weeks and just having a produce set, set up produce stands and at a discounted price, you know, very affordable price for those people, whether it be the elderly or it might be, you know, a family that they can afford it. Maybe put it all in bags and sell for a dollar a bag, you know, um, and that way they can afford, you know, have certain um, items in their house fresh, you know, fresh items. Man, that's dope. That's dope, man. I yeah. commend you, you know what I'm saying, for doing that because, uh, you know, everybody don't want to do that. So that's a sacrifice that you're making, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, a nonprofit is not like you're for-profit you know with your organization right now so um it's, it's very important that you're doing what you're doing I appreciate your work definitely definitely i mean the, the ultimate goal would be to have some land where you can grow the produce and that way the community can get involved i mean a lot of state cities and states they have that now where um you can go to the city and there preserve some land just for that so that they could um, give back to the community to grow their own food. That's what we ultimately need to get back to anyway, because we relying on somebody else to, to provide food for you. Um, you need to be self-sufficient, you know? Yes, sir. Absolutely. And that's pretty much what you're doing now, what you're doing as well, when you're teaching people how to preserve their bodies, how to maintain the body. Right now, I'm overweight, but I'm, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I am overweight right now. I went to the doctors. They gave me a clean bill of health. But the lady said this, man, so you're, you have bad cholesterol. And so you're overweight for your height and your age. Mm -hmm. So, so what is? And so, because of my job, what is she saying? Say it again. Well, more exercise. Um, I work at night. I haven't even been asleep yet. So I work at night, and I get off like seven o'clock. I work at like eleven and seven. So I get off in the morning. Um, then I come home, and a lot of times I, I may get some oatmeal, and but I lay down and go and try to get some rest. Yeah. You know, so my eating habits are kind of like off the off the chart yeah. because I because I need to get my rest to re, rebuild myself up my body up um, to get ready to go back for, to work again the next night. You know, so that's kind of like where I've accumulated my weight. And because I was doing the job where I was driving a lot, so as I was driving, I was eating, but then I was exercising or taking like five or ten minutes out of, before I ate before I would hop back in the car and drive again. So I developed a little gut. Gotcha. So man, like you know, like. You know, to keep it, you know, if I can give you some tips, man, it's just, you know, drink more water, staying hydrated. You know, I know it's easier said than done. I used to work nice, too, back when I was, like, 20, 19, 20. And, uh, you know, one thing that I started to do is eat more vegetables. You know, it's cliche, like, you know, your parents used to tell you to eat vegetables. You know what I'm saying? Like, but it's imperative as fathers that, you know, especially we're, you know, middle-aged, getting up there, trying to stay active, is, you know, that, that digestive tract, your immune system. You know, so right, more, right. More veggies, man. The greener, the better. A variety of uh, colors uh, is definitely going to be help, helpful in the long run. Man. 
Yeah, I made a I made a video a while back um, where I had made a video where I made some made a smoothie to try to encourage fathers, even though now right now this pandemic is going on and we can't be outside as much. Um, so now it's, it's cost families to draw closer. So I was encouraging fathers to make it make it fun for them as well as the kids and eat healthy. So I made a smoothie, put some strawberries in it, some bananas, some blueberries, um, and, and you know, and blend it up and everything. I put a little flaxseed in there. Like I, like I said in my video, I wouldn't recommend you do that to everything because your kids they they wouldn't probably like the flaxseed because it's something that they don't really normally take. Um, right. But it's it's something that they need in their diet anyway for fiber and things of that nature. But um, that's something that I do often. I often put some kale, some spinach, and things like, like that in there. I eat more salads now. So I've been changing my diet because I'm, you know, even though I came on today, I did some push-ups. Um, I still have finished some more push-ups, and I just jog, jogged in place for a little while because I can't go to the gym anymore. Yeah. Um, so definitely keeping conscious of those things because I'm looking at myself now. I'm like, I gotta get this on. Right? I'm, I'm determined to get my weight back down to where it used to be. Yep, and, and and you could do it too, bro. And it's like a lot of times what we do as fathers is we like you're trying to balance work, um, you know, home life, your nutrition, everything, right? But what we got to realize is we got to set like realistic goals and like that we can achieve. So if it's like you have to do, you know, 25 push-ups a day or 25 squats, um, you know, and 25 sit-ups, that's something that you can just stick to. And like, hey, I got to get it in. I got to get the 75 in. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? right. Even if you have to break it up, you know, just until you can get to a point mentally and you know physically to where you can handle more. So I think a lot of times our male egos get in the way of, you know, what I'm saying like what we used to be back in the day. Man, when I was 20 something, man, I, you know, I didn't have to worry about what I was eating. So I'm noticing that now, you know, within the last like you know two to three years, it's just like, man, my metabolism has slowed down. So you know what I really realized, I have to move. You know what I'm saying? I have to move. If I don't move, then you know I'm a, that that weight is going to accumulate. You know what I'm saying? So um, definitely. And I'm I'm man. I may, I may look real young, you know, and I, I'm thankful thanks to God that I had this young look on me and everything. But I'm a 53 year old guy, man. I just turned 53 in February. Yeah, um, like, so I've been keeping. Yeah, I've been trying to keep up with myself, you know, over the years, man. I think I've been doing a pretty good job, yeah. um, but I know at this, this stage of my life, you know, say with my work and everything, that I had to do a lot more. And I, I started out, but I, I dropped off. Um, so let me let me ask you this. So as we talk about that, man, how do you uh, put a regimen together for your clients um, that are younger um, and get them to stay focused on that? So, so I work for a lot, you know, high school athletes, football players, track, um, basketball, college players as well. Um, so with them, they're motivated differently, right? So them, it's not necessarily about their aesthetics, it's about their performance. And mm -hmm. for me, it's all about uh, performance first, but as I've gotten older, it's like, man, aesthetics too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like 50-50, but with the, the younger you know, athletes or clients, they're worried about their performance, man. So if, they, if they're not fast or if they can't clean, 225 or you know whatever the case may be or if they're not beating their their time that they had the previous season then that's when they're like uh, motivated to achieve something so they're, they're motivated differently you know so as fathers right. we're motivated by you know if you're an athlete you're motivated Man, i can't i can't get this mile under you know eight minutes you know what i'm saying like for me right. what motivates me is other people so what I, i've been doing you know, the Bath Flex Squad is motivating fathers for, you know, like, you know, I know you've been seeing like push-up challenges and all that stuff on IG. Yeah, but I have a yeah. Facebook community, community where I tap in with them a little more. I engage with them. 
So I send them, you know, a post a template of how they can work out at home. This is what you should do if you're trying to improve on your power, your performance, and a little, a little high-grade program so where you still have that strength, but at the same time, you're still getting the aesthetics that you want to see too because we're goal-driven. If we look in the mirror and we don't see uh, ourselves like that V coming back, uh, we got a, a U, then that's like the ego. I, I take a shot at the ego. Man, I'm not 20, right. so I got to do this. So for me, when I look in the mirror, dang, okay, I'm, you know, I'm 220. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dang, but I was just strong at 215 or so I'm like, dang, okay, am I taking too much of my performance away or am I just like, is, 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 am I really focused on the aesthetics like I used to be? And I'm really not focused on the aesthetics anymore. You know, I have a lady, you know what I'm saying? But you got, I, I stay motivated, she keeps me motivated too because when she first met me, you know, I was shredded. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now I was like, okay, yeah. you're a little thicker. So now you gotta, you gotta keep up that look. Yeah, I, absolutely. So she, you know, she doesn't know that, but she's keeping me on my toes to a certain degree. But I already have my own, like, mind made up, like it's all, it's performance. You know, my athletes, yeah. they keep me motivated too, like, you know, I'm gonna do you on this field, I'm gonna do you on this court, you're definitely not stronger than me. So that's how I just do that to myself mentally, just so I can stay active. Right, right. So that, that brings me up to the point where we talked about earlier, where you talk about, you know, how keeping up your, your, your ego or keeping up your looks for yourself, but not only for yourself, but for your significant others. So let's go back to the affirmation part because that plays a big role, not only on you, but for your girls that you said, you know, you're affirming them on just what they're doing as well as you're doing for your clients. Yeah. How, do you, how do you balance that? So this is what I do, man. Like, I, I ask them every, you know, for the most part, every night, hey, you know, give me three affirmations. They got to tell me three affirmations about themselves. You know what I'm saying? And, and what I started to do with my oldest because, you know, she's been in the picture longest. So I have her look in the mirror before school. You know what I'm saying? And then I ask her after those, after those affirmations, do you believe what you just said to yourself? You know what I'm saying? Just so it's in their brain. So when adversity comes up, they, they can know that they're strong. You know what I'm saying? They're beautiful. You know what I'm saying? They, they can do these things, right? So, so and working on affirmations within myself too. So I, I started, so I just had my daughter do it, but then I started to do it too in the morning so she could see that I'm not just telling her to do it, I'm doing it too. So when she see me saying it, and then she see me following up with the, the do part, she's like, oh, okay, this is why daddy's so confident. You know what I'm saying? This is why, you know, because he, he tells himself this and then he, he follows what he says. You know, they, they, they don't really listen to this. They, they watch what we do, you know what I'm saying? So we just got to stay consistent on what we are telling them uh, to do and we got to do it ourselves. Definitely, definitely. Uh, see my man D Love. That's pretty much what we we were talking to him earlier about being consistent and pretty much showing them by leading by example. I mean, we can give lectures all day, yep. but if we you know we doing actually what we say and we're following through with that, being consistent with it, they're going to eventually pick up and say, "Hey, man, I'm going to do this as well. Not only do it, but I'm going to like doing." It. Right, right. Big facts. You know, big facts. I, I, yeah. I mean, like they they might fight on certain things. You know, what I'm saying I'm pretty sure your parents have told you this. Hey, you you gonna thank me later because I, I you know I think my fuck dad, you were right, man. I appreciate you, you know, being, you know, uh, hard on me then because I understand what you're saying now. You know what I'm saying? So they'll they'll get it eventually, some sooner than later. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I have uh, my daughter. 
is 24 and I have a son who's 20. My daughter helps me a lot with a lot of marketing. When you see everything on my page or on the IG page, that's mostly my daughter doing her, you know, that's what she does. And so I brought her into my company and um, to help her do what she loves to do. Um, at the same time, we're helping families, you know? There you go. That's a win-win situation. That's good. Definitely, definitely, definitely. So let me ask you, so as you, you're going along, man, and you're training, you train the athletes, but you, you mentioned that you train fathers. So with your dad flex squad, um, how are you attracting those fathers to you? By example, um, my boy uh, Nate is on here right now. What's up, Nate? Um, like, it's the same way, man. Like, um, I train a lot of male athletes, but then mm -hmm. I, on the on the uh, professional side, uh, I train a lot of female athletes. Now I do have a couple um, male uh, regular um, clients, and I think when they see me, um, it's just like Jake can still do this at this age. You know what I'm saying? So if I want to do what he's doing, or you know what I'm saying, like I, if I want to improve on this, then I'm gonna listen to him because he knows what he's talking about. So it's not about right. what I say, but what I do. That's that's what it comes down to. So, so you have what is your the, um, the the lowest age, youngest age to the oldest age that you you trained, and what were the challenges that either one of might have had? The youngest that I've trained, I would say probably 10, 10? 10, 10 I was, no seven. Sorry, seven, seven, seven. I'll say seven. And then uh, with the seven year old, it's just engaging, making it fun. Uh, if it's not fun, or if they don't feel like they're included, they're not heard at that age, then they're, they're not receptive. And the same thing goes for the, the oldest I had was 65, 66. And it's not so much of feeling engaged. At that point, they just want to be told what to do and be yeah. held accountable. You know what I'm saying? So um, the only, that, there's no challenge. I think once you see what the the expectations are and you see how to connect with them, you're good. So I, I don't I don't find it challenging. Uh, it's only challenging when you know what I'm saying they don't have the the mindset to to want to drink. So when you don't have that like the motivation, the self motivation. Yeah, I, I can't I can't help you if you don't want to help yourself. Right. That's that's the key point. I mean, you could be out there, but once you start pushing somebody. Um, and they don't stay consistent. The next day they come back and like, oh, I can't do that. And if they don't believe in themselves, then what you're trying to train them, then it's not going to be effective. Right, right. And yeah, I, I, I don't, at this point, man, it's um, like, like the guy that I'm training right now, he's a trainer, you know what I'm saying? Um, and he just knows certain cues. He knows what's up. He knows he's motivated. He's self-motivated. He gets it. He respects me. I respect him. And so it's, it's reciprocated. Yeah, I have my daughter in there, Tiana. She's on on um just joined the podcast. So hello, Tiana. Thank you for joining in. And also, like I said, yeah, she's on here now. Like I said, she's my marketing executive. Um, she works out a lot. She she's by probably right now because she's the the you know, confined to the house, hasn't been able to work out as much. So that's something that she's uh, constantly working out. So so what I'm doing with with the fan bound man is I'm taking them like they they're active. Like, you know, so we go on walks, we go on jogs, they take their bikes, scooters, and then we hit the trail, we hit the, the streets. You know, we're still staying safe uh, during this time, so we're not touching on the, uh, 
the lights are signal, we're not doing that. We're hitting the right. You know what I'm saying? We're staying very safe, but at the same time, uh, we're, we got to get out of this house, man, some way, somehow. So you got you got hitting with your feet, so they're doing leg braces right there. They stretching them legs out. Yeah, they're doing karate. <laughs> <laughs> doing karate kick, they don't even know they did exercise by putting that leg up there, stretching that leg out. Absolutely. So we we hit about two miles when we go for a walk or a jog, and like I said, they're on their bikes, scooters, so they're getting out there too. They might be complaining, but uh, yeah, to complain like, oh, I'm tired or whatever. Um, but it's all good, man. They'll look up, they'll now, look do, back on this and uh, be thankful. I think. Do you do you do you send out meal plans to people, or you just do strictly exercise? So my thing is this, man. Yeah, I, I'll do the meal plans and stuff like that, man. But when it comes to the fitness thing, and yeah, I'm all about the the train part is my expertise. Yes, I do know the okay. but I do not like uh, giving out information. You know what I'm saying? That's not my right. Thing. I'm not gonna hold anybody up. But I do know what works for me, and I just just know if, if somebody's out there that's gonna watch this on replay, you just, if you're trying to lose weight during this epidemic, you gotta move more than you consume, so your body has to be in a deficit. So it, it, right, and that's the reason why. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Finish your sentence. I'm sorry. No, it, 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 so if you have a, a fifteen hundred dollar, I'm sorry, fifteen hundred uh, caloric intake. And, and you're not, and you're burning, uh, you know, fourteen to twelve hundred calories. Well, you're not in a deficit. But if you if you're burning, you know, uh, sixteen hundred to to two thousand calories, then you're in a deficit. So you're gonna see some results during this time. So you just gotta keep that in mind. That's all you have to do because you know, even if your nutrition is not on point, like organic whole foods and stuff like that, you just need to be in a deficit to be real. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so that's the key point, man. Like I said, with me, um, I'm eating right, but I'm not exercising enough. So even though I'm eating right, I'm not burning enough off to to um, get the full benefit of it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. So so you just got to keep in your mind, you got, you know, hey, I'm going to move, man. You got to move, like, for 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And it doesn't have to be, you know, when you're young, it's like that rah-rah. Hey, I want to be able to lift the building. Oh, like, when we get, like, where we're at right now, it's all about longevity. So what can I do consistently? And what 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 is my future self going to think like for, for doing now? You know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like get that heart rate up, stretch, mobility. That type of stuff is going to have a, a longer impact than that uh, high impact, a lot of all that weight on you. You know what I'm saying? So don't. Yeah. So I, I Right. Definitely. is a different mindset. It's definitely. So let me ask you, so when you saw with the mindset, man, what made you come up with the Fit Dad Squad? How did you pick that name? Because, man, at first it was like Fit Man Styles. <laughs> Something like that because, you know, I like to I like to dress. I try to, I try to like the fashion and stuff like that. But then I was just like, okay, that's cool. But then I was like, Dad Flex Squad. I'm like, where am I in my life? Like, okay, I'm in my 30s. How can I help? I'm like, what am I seeing that's going on that's not really... You know, I'm pretty sure they got some, you know, some cool platforms out there that's, you know, celebrating dads, but I just haven't ran across too many. So I was just like, how can I help, you know, men my age going through the same thing that I'm going through? So I was just like, yeah, okay, I'm right where they're at. I got a family. I'm in the fitness. 
but how can I motivate them and give them keys to uh, living a healthy, sustainable life? So that's why I came with that, flex, squat. And, you know, we're celebrating fathers, but at the same time, we're celebrating our, our connections with, you know, our kids and, and our partners. Like the whole family. Yeah. It, the whole family. It's easy. You know what I'm saying? It's easy. So we, we do TikTok videos. So that, that's one way I keep them engaged, too, because I'm like, I, I want to be that cool dad. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, <laughs> how can we do these TikTok videos? And they're at that age to where it's like TikTok is everything, right? And, and my daughter. Yeah, definitely. TikTok is taking over right now. Right. So, how can we dance? How we do the the switch uh, challenge, the flip, whatever it's called? We done like three down, three or four, and they love it. You know what I'm saying? So you so, so you're on TikTok right now? You got a couple videos out there? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm gonna post one. Uh, later on this afternoon, man. So you gotta check it out. It's, it's the same. It's under the same name, Dad Flex Squad on no, TikTok. Uh, at Coach JB. Um, at Coach JB. So that's what it's. Okay. Under, so uh, I'll put I'll put it right here on the live. So if you guys wanna rock with it, man. Do you have a certain time that you that you you're doing? Um, like I have my, my man Dad Styles. He just came in here and we talked about you know some different things he was doing. Nice. He he formed his like you talk about earlier about styles. He started off his because he said he wanted to look through a fashion with his daughter, but then he realized his passion was helping men, and so he turned the dad styles into helping families instead of you know doing fashion because that wasn't his thing. Like you said, that um his passion was helping people out, helping men out. That's what's up, man. Um, yeah, man, it's, it, you got to adapt. So if people are not adapting to the times that we're living in, right? Like, you know, like shifting the way that they think, like that they'll get left behind. So I'm, I'm, when we come out of this, this world has changed, man. You know what I'm saying? We won't uh, communicate uh, normally. Like, you know, we, we, we won't dap up initially. Oh, definitely, man, you know definitely. So, so uh, you know, we, we seen this, the trend, we seen what was going on and just got to adapt to it. So how how would that how would that how would you think you're gonna adapt? Because in the world of fitness, man, you gotta sometimes get close. You gotta get physical with some people. So how do you think that's gonna change your your um your lifestyle? So so I'm gonna be able to communicate better. You know what I'm saying? I'm working on my communication skills and um, doing more research, doing more. You know how how can we articulate this? What I'm trying to tell them to like a third grade third grader right so where they can understand so where i don't have to get close and cue them and cue them up on their body position right so it's like i'm gonna be a better communicator um i'm gonna have i'm gonna tighten up my online training right because this type of pandemic or an epidemic will happen again in the future and i just want to be well prepared for going forward so uh communication is 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 key uh, online you know classes uh programs you know what i'm saying to make it uh, accessible for everybody yeah i think d love had mentioned earlier and then dad styles he, they're both saying the same thing that in this world that we're right now online fitness is going to grow big again i mean remember once before when um billy blanks and a lot of people came out with those videos yeah. everybody jumped on them and that was that was a big wave they didn't want away from for a little while yeah. and we also like in the morning people come on in the morning they'd be by the beach or they'd be doing something in groups and they'd be doing exercises and people was you know that was a big thing yeah. so we're about to almost like a 360. yeah um like like every like you said everything comes full circle you know what i'm saying at one point the 70s bell bottoms uh, were popping, then they then they went away. But then I think in the 90s, 
like flare jeans or whatever and I came back. So like you said, everything comes around again, right? So something like this will happen again. You just gotta be prepared for it, you know? Like you gotta have like that online presence there. You know, gotta engage yeah. with your online, you know, audience. But I don't know, you said everything returns, man. I hear you on that, but I'm still trying to figure out where did the skinny jeans come from? What era was that, bro? I was like, I'm 53 years old. I don't remember no skinny jeans. No. Where, where did that era come from, bro? That's just something that's just thrown out, no, right? No, probably in France. We got to think about, like, back in the day. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. We're going to go international. In We're going to go international. That's what, in the mid Yeah, the European, the European look. In the medieval times, or, you know what I'm saying, they had, like, the little tights. They had the little... Right, that's true, true. They, they had, true. They had certain things that they were doing back, back then that is, like, popping out. You see a lot of women wearing leggings and with, you know what I'm saying, sweaters and stuff like that. You see, bro, I got on tights right now uh, under my shorts. I'm about to go what, 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 what you mean you got on tights right now? Bro, 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 you trying to do me. <laughs> nah, bro. I understand, <laughs> man. <laughs> I, I, I get what you're saying, man. A lot of athletes wear those because the compressions and things like that nature, it makes you, you know, it's a lot more comfortable. I understand, man. I'm letting you get a pass on that one yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. a fitness trainer. <laughs> yeah, let you get by on that. That didn't come out too good. I'm wearing tights right now. Right, right, right. You ain't doing no ballerina. You ain't nah, dancing, nah, bro. Hey, hey, I will for my daughter. Like, if she was, uh, oh, yeah, definitely, you know, definitely. You know, definitely. We go all out. You do all kinds of things with, with your kids that you normally wouldn't do because... That's a nighttime and that's a price of the moment, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely, bro. So, so you now you're a fitness trainer, man, you're a family man. What do you do for yourself to, to continue to improve other than the fitness man as a father? You know, I do a lot of reflection too, man. You know what I'm saying? I do a lot of reflect, a reflection, like, you know, how can I communicate, you know what I'm saying? Like, I have a vision board. So to keep stuff in perspective, you know, I write certain things down. How can I be a, like I say, a better communicator? Like how can I connect with them better? How can I engage? So you know, I meditate on that stuff. Uh, you know, I research. You know, I look up some YouTube videos, man. And how can I, you know, communicate with your daughter? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you know, be heard, man. This is very important. Yeah, that's very important, man. I would say self-reflection is very important because, like you said, if you out, you're you taking care of other people, but you also got to take care of yourself. Right. And if you allow yourself, not physically to go away, but mentally go away, I mean, it don't matter how, how cut you are, yeah. but mentally you all scrambled up, man. You you all messed up in the head. Yeah, and, and, what, and another thing I didn't mention, man, uh, I went on a uh, detox from social media, right? Just to reset and recalibrate in my mind, right? Right. Um, before the new year, so I was just like, man, like I need to, I need to come into 2020 with a different mindset. So um, I, I'll detox some things to get some stuff like recalibrated. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's very important too, man. I mean, right now with the pandemic going on, man, it's putting people in a lot of stressful positions. You know, stressful state of mind. Yeah. And then we also know that people start stressing. What they do? They eat. Yes. When they eat, they need to exercise. Right. They get out of shape. Yep. Absolutely, man. Like we're, we're very so that detox is very important. It, it is. It is. So I, I see myself, you know, uh, the fitness guy. You know what I'm saying? Like kind of, um, you know, like I gained since this uh, this Corona, I probably gained like five pounds. But for me, you know, my, my comfortable weight, uh, my walk 
walk around with like 215, 214, 210 is good for me. I, I, I seen that I get up to like 220. I was like, oh, okay, this is not cool. Like, now I'm too heavy, my bones start to hurt, you know what I'm saying, ligaments, so I'm like, ah, nah. So I gotta switch it up, I gotta turn it up, so. Uh, I yeah, I'm at like 208. Yeah, I'm at like, like 208 right now, and um, I'm usually like 190, 185. Yeah. Uh, for my, I'm like a 585, something like 58. So I should be really like 190, 185 in that range. I'm like 208 right now. Right. And, it, and you know, it's not really muscle. It's all that that gut. You know, that gut weight. So, so well, with that man, a lot of stuff, and I'm pretty sure you already know, but that nutrition man you just gotta move you know what i'm saying so a lot of stuff that can flush that stuff out man because all it is is probably uh waste that needs to be pushed out and you know some of it is fat you know like a lot of like i said go back to those green smoothies to flush that stuff out man stay hydrated and you're gonna feel lighter you're gonna feel better yeah, I'm going hard. I'm going hard this week, man. I've already said each week I've been changed, but I'm going hard this week, man. Hey, and really try to, you know. I hope you do, man. That's what we're here for. Keep each other in accountability. And that's that's what um as as brothers, as fathers, we gotta hold each other accountable. Yes, sir. Yeah. Definitely. I'm gonna keep you accountable. I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up, bro? I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate that. Yeah, we need. That's that's we we gotta do, man. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, man. Hey. Yeah, but I don't wanna hold you up too much longer, man. We had a um a good conversation and i wish i could have got this on my ankle so i could you know record it a lot better man i'm um, using it in the future uh, hopefully my daughter who's a uh, great you know at, at editing things of that nature can pull this audio off of here and yeah. uh, maybe the video you might lose the video but pull the audio um and then we can share it you know throughout the community with everybody and get some more feedback yeah. but I, before you go man give it give us some some great words of wisdom on how to maintain not only your health but how to maintain that family lifestyle of healthy just just um for, for the family just include everybody you know what i'm saying take everybody into consideration but then like kind of like the biggest thing because i have little ones to to let them like be heard like let them write on the whiteboard or whatever what we're going to do like for for them i know one thing is tiktok like i mentioned before is, is one of the engaging pieces that i keep them engaged hey we're gonna do a tiktok video but first we gotta work out. But first, we gotta put in some soft low work. But first, we gotta we gotta work out. And then within that, let's do an optimal course. They like that for the most part. So I let them have a say in that too. And then um, for my girl and I, you know, so it's it's hard sometimes uh, in the morning to work out. Like we just don't feel like it. But you know, I try to make her feel uh, included too. So hey, what you wanna do? What you feel like? How you feeling? Okay, cool. And then that's when. I'll adapt. If she's not feeling, hey, my legs hurt, we'll have modifications in there. Okay? Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and do what works for her. So that's I try to keep everybody moving. That's it. Right. I'll hit you with one more question, man. This is a question that that was posted on Facebook that I'll let you get out of here, man, because I think it's very important when you talk about your girl being flexible with her. There was a, a, a question when do you tell your spouse or your significant other that you notice they're getting overweight? But you, do you want to touch on that, or you just say, I'm going to leave that alone? Is no, that something you should leave it alone? We can, we can touch on it because we're, we're we're, for the most part, we're transparent. Like she, she has her own journey, right? So she understands, and she's conscious of her body, right? So she knows when, hey, the same thing that I mentioned before, because 
she's very versed in, in fitness and she understands how to live, how to work out, and she knows how to eat. So it's like, she understands like, man, my body's hurt. Like, I can't, her thing is, hey, she put on the uh, outfit the other day. She was like, oh, I can fit in this dress or I can fit in this outfit. I feel good because at one point she mm-hmm. didn't fit in it. So she, I don't have to say nothing. She knows what's up. You know what I'm saying? She was like, ah, I got it. She motivated to, to, to put in the work. I, I never had to worry about her like working out. You know what I'm saying? I think with everybody, I like to eat too. She likes to eat, but we know we can't just go overboard because she just understands. I don't have to coach her up at all. So I'm right. blessed. I'm blessed in that regard. I don't gotta gas her up too much, but we, we keep each other for the most part um, accountable. And I don't have to say. Well, how, how, how about the, how about that guy who's a visual? You saw it all visual, like you said. You were cut when she first met you, and you got some handles on you, man. I saw you a few minutes ago. Yeah. I'm talking about my handles, but you got some handles too, bro. I, absolutely, I, I do. I do. <laughs> so so how so how's that man? That man that's got a little bit overweight, but his his, his other got a lot more. How does he stay out of that danger zone? Of staying, oh, it, it's just iron sharpened iron. So what I do, man, is you know. As much as I created um, that flex squad for other people, it's for me too. So when I, I'm very competitive. Like, so when I feel like, you know, when there's a push-up challenge, I'm like, yo, like, so on my Apple Watch, you know, I got people on here, I'm like, oh, man, I'll, I'll, I'll beat them, you know what I'm saying, in the competition. So for me, it got to be um, competitive-driven. Like, like. If it's not that, if people just doing this uh, and not making it real or tangible to where I can do it, I don't want to do it. If you know, if it's not, if it's not a competition, I don't want to do it. If it's just yeah. being cute, then no, I'm good on that. I'm past that right now. I'm like performing. Right. Right. Yeah, I only say that, man, because. Yeah, I only say that because there might be some other fathers and, and you know, women as well in this group that's watching right now or might watch in the future. And they say, yeah, I'm getting in shape, but then my, my sibling other ain't getting in shape. So now we're not on that balance. And I'm telling her, yo, you need to get on, get fit with me. And now it's causing friction in the household. So that's really I, I wanted to bring it up so you could tell the fellas, don't go too much hard on them that work on you. So here's the thing. This is how she's, you know, she's motivated. If she see me doing something. If she see my nutrition like tightened up, if she see me like working out every day, then she'll follow suit. So she again, she's not affected by what I say so much, but what I do. Even her, she's not. She don't. She like she she like what did we do the other day uh, for lunch. She like what you having for lunch? I was like uh, I'm gonna have a smoothie or I'm fasting. She was like she was going to eat something, but then she did. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I didn't say nothing. I'm like, no, you better not eat. She just didn't eat. <laughs> so, right. I, I don't say nothing. I, I never said, hey, you need to tighten up. Hey, no. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I right. don't do that so, so I said, I know her. She's affected by that. And, and I, I don't even think because right. I know she's on autopilot. I know she's like, she knows how to get it in. She knows how to, she knows what to do. So I don't worry about that. Right. So that's great encouragement. I said, you know, to myself and to other men out there. Work at your own pace, but if you want to prove yourself and you want to prove the family, you be an example. You constantly lead by example, so when they see you lost that weight or that you're eating healthy on a consistent basis, it's going to flow down to them without pushing anybody to try to say, I'm going to get in shape now, and the whole house is going to get in shape. We're all going to do this together today. And then two days later, you fall off, but the house is still working out. Right. So they don't, when, they, when she see me relax, then she relax. 
Hey, I want to say, uh, this is Dynamic Dads. I lost my, you know, we stayed on a little too long and they knocked us off. So, wasn't able to complete it on a, on a sharp level to where hopefully everybody got something out of what we were saying and you enjoyed the conversation.